Before the episode begins, I would like to take a moment to address what happens in this episode and why certain things aren't mentioned in this episode. Will is currently on sabbatical, recovering from a surgery. They are perfectly fine, everything went well, but that means we're not in a position to record new episodes right now. And in a rare twist of tuned-in, dialed-up history, because we famously are not afraid of letting things slip a little bit in release schedule, we had recorded multiple episodes in one sitting a few weeks ago. Actually, I shouldn't even say a few weeks ago, because I can tell you the exact day, because it's a date... I'm not going to forget. Will and I, unknowing, recorded multiple episodes on May 26, 2020, the day George Floyd was murdered by the Minneapolis Police Department. That's why, in this and potentially the next episode of Tuned In, Dialed Up, you'll hear, Will and I are only seemingly upset and vocal about general COVID-19 anxieties. It's because we didn't know. As a result, I'm going to retrofit these episodes with the message you're hearing now, and I have cut out self-promo sections with calls to action for worthwhile causes like the Ochre Project, the National Bail Relief Fund, and several different ways you can help without donating monetarily, including signing petitions and uh, uh, YouTube videos with lots of ads that are designed to donate their ad revenue to specific causes. When Will is back in fighting action, we'll be back with a more contemporary episode. But until then, enjoy some goofiness from way back when. Welcome, dearest audience member. You, Hello. I need a, I, we need a name. We gotta name these, these wonderful people at some point, because I hate saying audience member. You cool person. Dora. We'll figure it out. Uh, welcome to Tuned In, Dialed Up, a podcast about podcasting hosted by two people who make and listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh-huh. I'm Gavin Gaddis, joined by the amenable Will Williams. Meow meow. Who is like genie at the end of Aladdin, free, uh, <laughs> in a way. I would quote yeah, that scene, but I can't at the moment. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Because he just yells, I'm free, a lot. But yeah. um, you know what I'm talking about. Hopefully that scene's good in the live-action remake, because... I mean, something's got to be good about it. Something's got to be good. It's Will Smith. I mean, when he's not he when he's not phoning it in, he can be pretty good. Will, yeah. let's uh, well, let's start with our shining moments real quick. What yeah, okay. have you just done? Because you just <laughs> so, did something. Um. Yeah. So like ten minutes before we started recording, um, I've been in brain blast mode all day, and I decided that this would be a good idea. Ten ten minutes before recording. Um, I messaged my other people at Hug House and I was like, hey, is it cool if like I just kind of shut down my Patreon, archive my site, turn my site into a professional portfolio and... Sorry. <laughs> oh my god, I forget that that's a thing. I feel like for the last few times we've recorded... For the, <laughs> it's so funny every single time and every time it happens it seems like it just it seems intentional because it perfectly punctuates what i'm saying i was like i was listening to what you were saying and i was typing a, <laughs> you know, i was typing a percentage because somebody said my kingdom for an actual play subcategory on itunes 
Uh, I wanted to respond to that real quick because it took no mental effort for me to do so. <laughs> and for some reason, the doofus I am for an actual for actual play. I'm, it's not an actual play. For a Monster of the Week game I'm running that's not recorded, mm-hmm. I set up a soundboard and one of the keys I made is Shift 5, which is where the percentage lives. So a goofy DePiglio joke that I've gotten... Um, RPG game has just been ruining recordings we do because then I just go <laughs> and it's just we're gonna turn that off there we go sorry Aww. you messaged hog house and yeah, said hey so I- can I just yeah um like literally again 10 minutes before recording uh I messaged hog house and I was like hey should I shut down all these things I had actually like I, I don't think this is something that I've talked about like even in our private chats or anything but I pitched shutting these things down last summer. Yes. Uh, at Podcast Movement 2019. Um, I felt like I had kind of run my course. The Patreon especially was taking a lot out of me. Mm-hmm. I have found that I think that Patreon is very good. And we'll, Gavin, you and I have an episode uh, kind of slated for this for yes. in the future. Um, but I I do have some issues with Patreon personally yeah um especially like i don't know i we'll, we'll talk about that all later but it's de- it, it, it takes a little bit more time to dig yeah. into there's there's a lot of nuance there so i i want to say like the feelings i had at that time were very personal and very specific um and aren't something where it's like oh i think patreon bad that's not what i'm trying to say here um so i had talked to them about it and uh hug house had just been born like like literally it it i brought this up i think the day before or the day after we officially registered as an uh llc with like a, a bank account and everything mm-hmm. um and at that time we really really needed any income we could get and i was still writing somewhat regularly on that site and we all agreed like now is not the time and i was like oh okay so I kept writing, um, and my pace slowed a lot. And then, um, basically, I started focusing more on other sites. I wrote more more for Discover Pods. I, um, I wrote a piece for Buzzsprout that I loved. I started writing more for Podcast Movement um, Daily, which is the Podcast Movement newsletter. Um, and I eventually wrote you know more things for polygon i wrote for vulture and new york magazine they're one thing but they're connected yeah um i wrote for some other sites about things that weren't even related to podcasts but it just kind of felt good to do something different oh your takeout piece was uh choice oh thank you i love my tiny whisk piece i think about it every time i use a tiny whisk which is all the time (laughs) and like it feels really good to know that like my beat is still podcasts but i can also write about other things that i care about and i can have those facets and not feel bad about them so the other big things were that i started writing for spotify for podcasters um, which has treated me amazingly well i absolutely love writing for them and i left my day job and i always kind of saw my own blog and my patreon as like a jumping off point where i would have those in you know, the meantime, while I was getting more 
towards these bigger goals, but now I am at the bigger goals and I'm no longer in the toward time. So I archived my blog and I shut down my Patreon and it felt amazing. Uh, it felt incredible. I, I did this like literally 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um. Oh, and obviously Hug House at that point, we were all like, yeah, like, it's okay. <laughs> it's not that much a month. I am making, uh, I'm making more than I did at my day job, just freelancing and um, you know, like quite a bit of that goes towards Hug House directly, um, instead of being paid out to me. So it, it's, it's, I'm good. So I'm good. I, it's crazy. I'm living the dream. Like I, it's so weird. I'm just doing the things that I set out to do. I'm just doing them. Yeah. It's wild. That's wild. <laughs> it is very wild. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, Woo. <laughs> you you're allowing me to live you're allowing the part of my brain that's just like just fucking quit to live vicariously through you doing that but in a productive way yeah um yeah uh gavin don't fucking quit you're a good writer and i would love to see you writing more um please write more i love it uh but also like yeah uh peace out <laughs> i mean like not really peace out i'm still doing everything i have been doing um, for, like, forever, you know? Um, I'm just not doing those two things specifically, which is fine, because I also haven't touched them in months. Yeah. So, it's whatever. Gavin, keep writing. I like your writing. Do Thank it. Thank you. No quits. <laughs> Gavin, what's your shining moment of the last meow, meow, meow? Um, I'm sure there's, like, really big ones over the last few weeks since we've recorded, but I... Mm -hmm. I, I... <laughs> yeah, felt... Um, I listened to a show yesterday, and while I don't have the most positive opinion about it, I'll probably recommend it at the end of the show, so that'll show you that it's like why I'm not <laughs> I'm not super against it. But I listened okay, to a podcast. Okay. I listened to a podcast and had critical opinions on it that I felt I could put into a piece, and it's not just me being an asshole about it. And it's the first time I've tried a show. And not necessarily bounced off of it, but also had the ability to be like, oh, this thing has some meat on the bone to talk about in a long time. Um, that's not particular. I guess that I guess that's just me saying I think I want to write something again, but I haven't written anything podcasting in a long time. Uh, if we want to date when we recorded this, the true shining moment of today is this flourish embed of the top 400 fiction podcasts. And it shows, like, their interconnections of who listens to what. Um, it's uh, basically just a cloud of bubbles that have podcast artworks in them. And if you highlight one of them, it gives you interconnections to everyone else that happens to listen to those. And it's all the it's the top 400 fiction uh, things in fiction on uh, Apple Podcasts, which let's be real, is most of them uh, my fiction podcast that hasn't uploaded in uh, wowzers, a really long time. I've just checked Chartable. We're at 2.39. So <laughs> uh, there's room to breathe in the fiction charts. Uh, so there's... Mo you've, you could uh, spend quite some time cruising around this cloud seeing yeah, it's, who's it's in so what neighborhoods. Intricate. You yeah. could find so many shows in here you've never heard of, but just because of their general listen base, you can get a feel for it. Now, it's not like you're not going to get this, like, 
I'm on the big loop right now. Uh, mm -hmm. The white vault and tunnels and wooden overcoats are all in that sort of neighborhood. But mm -hmm. just kind of cruising around, I have found multiple shows I had never heard of and would yeah. never hear of if I was just like looking at top 10 best, whatever. Um, right, right. I clicked on the Markiplier one, The Edge of Sleep, just to snarkily verify to myself that everything in that neighborhood would be Q code. And then mm -hmm. way off to the side, there's one called Camp Monsters. Yeah, which is a, yes. Talk about this, please. This is a fiction show where I, I haven't listened to it, so bear that in mind. But the description says the host is telling you a campfire story about a monster that people have... Uh, believed in or say is real for years and mm -hmm. uh, includes quote firsthand accounts i'm guessing it's just like them reading interviews or stuff but the thing that blows my mind about this not just because it's a cool idea of like campfire stories about cryptids because there's like thunderbirds you know like we got like myth myth stuff with thunderbirds all the way down to urban legends with like the jersey devil cryptid stuff uh, mm -hmm. it's produced by REI. And for those of you who don't know, REI is a, I think, international uh, camping equipment retailer. <laughs> sure is, yep. REI is a mainstay of us here out in Arizona, especially up in Flagstaff. I was just cruising around. I saw the little tiny REI logo on the thumbnail, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I liked the title to begin with, but then the thumbnail yeah. had REI in it. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wild. So I know that Love exists it. now. Yeah. Phenomenal. I'm excited. Oh, and Dan, um, what's his name? Hang on. Uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing this. Uh, Dan Meisner. Meisner. Yeah. Um, I think Meisner. Meisner made the first one, which is a um, top 400 podcasts on Apple, period. And then he generated the top 400 fiction category one. Mm -hmm. The yeah. top 400 uh, iTunes is sad. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many not connected shows that are just on the perimeter of this cloud. And then when you, once you get into the cloud, it's like... You'll highlight Night Vale, and it's surrounded by, like, there, there's stuff like lore that makes sense, and then it'll just be like, Joe Rogan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Joe Rogan. There's some unfortunately well-tread highway paths that interconnect some shows in the top 400 period. Mm-hmm. In a moment, my past self is going to thank our Patreon supporters, but I'm going to issue any links or direct plugs in favor of talking about the okra project i'm going to quote their website directly here because this mission statement's wonderful the okra project is a collective that seeks to address the global crisis faced by black trans people by bringing home-cooked healthy and culturally specific meals and resources to black trans people wherever we can reach them the okra project has also recently dedicated fifteen thousand dollars to create the nina pop mental health recovery fund and the tony mcdade mental health recovery fund you can learn more about both of those funds, the Okra Project overall, and ways to donate to all of them by going to theokraproject.com, T-H-E-O-K-R-A-P-R-O-J-E-C-T.com. There's a link in the show notes, and we will be tweeting about the Okra Project as well. Now, back to our previously recorded episode. Oh, we should probably, I should probably do the thing that I should be doing that I had a bit for and forgot it. Uh, thank you so much for the... Dear wonderful people supporting us on Patreon, uh, mm -hmm. we have some awesome producers who support the show that get their names shouted out in the episodes. 
I would like to quickly thank, in reverse alphabetical order this time, Ostium Podcast, Mads, Jean, Chelsea, Anne, and Alice. Thank you so much, all of you, for your support. Thank you all. Thank you. Uh, For that support, you get what is one of the more buck wild things out of the wizard's joke book I found today. Will... What did the witch think her... What? Fuck, I fucked it up. Why did the witch think her broom was so fast? Why, Gavin? You're never going to guess this one because it does not track at all. Oh, I'm stoked. Go for it. It had 300 hearse power. Because witches are morbid, I guess. Like, where's the line between witch and hearse? What did the wizard tell the student to do after dinner? His gnome work. No, that's nothing. That's nothing. It also has a illustration of a gnome sitting on a stool with a book and a wizard's hat. Actually, no, it's a dunce cap. Um, Oh, great! (laughs) It also... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Each joke is broken up by either three stars or a star, a moon, and then a star. This one has three stars underneath it as if it's rating itself like, eh, it's fine. (laughs) It's passable. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Gavin, what are we talking about this episode? What are we talking about this episode? We've kind of been talking about it a little bit. Anyway, we are going to talk about what we've been listening to for the last few weeks. You know, when the world started to rot. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be straight up. Not a lot. (laughs) Same here. Um, (laughs) There is is a discussion here, people, by the way. There's not a bit... (laughs) Yeah, um, I really thought that that all of this would let me listen to things more. <laughs> Screenshot of you with the uh, description yeah. hubris. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I so okay. I am in like a very opposite stu- situation to most people. Because most people went from um, working at a, you know, at an office space or some kind of a work site, like people going to work and then coming home and at home, like having the quiet times and being around people, etc. To like being totally isolated and only at home. So I went from working at home and being fairly isolated for like all of my day until my husband comes home at night um and i've gone from that to i am still at home so nothing there has changed and my husband is also home and also we have animal crossing so (laughs) so i i have listened to a lot less and half of this is because like full stop some days especially in the few early days when I was not sleeping and I was not doing well. Um, I couldn't, I had no attention span. I already have ADD and I just, I I just couldn't focus on anything. I wasn't listening to like any podcasts, especially because I think a lot of my favorite fiction podcasts, 
which I wanted, uh, are like all on hiatus right now. Yeah. A lot of podcasts are on hiatus right now, which is understandable. And also some of it was just planned. Like no, like people just hadn't planned to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Between so then, seasons. Right, 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 right. So then I, I um, worked with my, psych- my psychiatrist. I am on different medications now. I am sleeping better. Um, I'm feeling much, much, much better. But now I am finding I don't really have the energy for fiction still. Yeah. 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 Like, I I mean, I have fairly religiously been listening to uh, Hit the Bricks as it comes out. Um, it is beautiful. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but there are so many releases that I just completely missed. I had no idea they were happening. They came up in my feed and my brain just did not register them. Right. Um, so what, what I have been listening to is um, a lot of nonfiction and a mm-hmm. lot of chat casts and a lot of music. And I bring that up because it's really important and I want to touch on it. But before going in depth about any of these things, Gavin, what's an overview of what you've been listening to? I I had a period probably right around the beginning of when quarantine was starting because I should also note that I'm in a similar position where I work my my air quotes real job on weekends is night driving. I go to a place, I pick up cargo, I go to another place, I drop it off, I go home. There there was very little interaction with other people to begin with since it's a night job. So really all it means is I'm a little bit more careful about timing my trip so I don't necessarily go inside at gas stations anymore. If I do, I'm wearing Mm -hmm. a mask. So my day job is functionally the same, just I wear masks. And uh, when I'm not working, I'm just at home. It's just now I don't have the option to fuck off to Starbucks. Or even though I never did take advantage of it, I could go out on a walk. You know, like I always had these opportunities. Now I... I mean, I still could go out on a walk. I'm white and live in an area where, like, that would not... I would not end up on Twitter with, like, some fat guy got yelled at for walking while wearing a mask. Like, that's not a thing. I don't. (laughs) Yeah. So, functionally, things are basically the same, but it's just, like, that... Oh, just this fucking mist of... Over everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I at the beginning I did I was I was going through Brimstone Valley Mall. I I hit the bricks was starting and I listened to like ten minutes of the first episode and I was like, this is really good. I'm gonna listen to this with headphones at home. Nope. Uh anytime I think Have, about listening. Yeah. Having to that's another thing about fiction is I am using my headphones a lot less because I I am I just don't need to. Yeah. as much um and so if there's something that I, I need to listen to with headphones um i pretty much always forget and then it and I then just it's just like oh, i'll just go listen to night neighbors invisible or whatever yeah yeah like the last fiction show i truly connected with i did an episode or i guess magnus archives technically because that was like the last fiction show i did something on stuff i listened mm-hmm. to about but before that i was going through my like spreadsheet of submitted podcasts something called the green horizon came up which i will recommend at the end of the show so i'm not going to get super into it right now but this irish sci-fi comedy popped up that like got me going and i was it, it was mixed in a way where it felt fine to listen to it over a car stereo, but mm-hmm. then I load up something like, you know, something Chad Ellis has busted their ass on. I, 
I cannot listen to hit the brakes on a car. Like, no, God, no. <laughs> that just Absolutely feels like an insult. Not. I'm sure it sounds fine on a car. I'm sure it has been mastered perfectly so that if it's listened to on a shitty system, it's fine. But like, I know the amount of time and effort that went into that show, and not just because I have a couple of cameos in it. Right. <laughs> Even outside of that. Also, like, I could never write about Hit the Bricks anyway, because I'm in it. So even if yeah. I'm a couple of cameos, I'm still in it. So I'm not going to be able to be like, welcome to the pod report. Let's five stars for Hit the Bricks. Right. Uh, We've been talking about Hit the Bricks a lot. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Should listen to it. It's really good. Even if I've only listened to 10 minutes of it. I haven't listened to a lot of fiction. I've been really nailing in on, nailing in on, dialing in on chat casty things with a mm -hmm. gimmick. So mm -hmm. blank check mm -hmm. because they will get super duper in depth on discussions about things that are like, you'll never find them else anywhere else. And it, blank check is blank check. Like it is a show of its own. Things like finish it that, um that, that one where two brothers read a, a choose your own adventure book. Mm -hmm. And then compare their differing paths as they go and try to guess what's happening. There's all these fun segments. Um, that new Multitude show hosted by Shubes that just came mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, meddling Adults. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I had no idea existed until the day before it came out. I think uh, it kind of popped up out of nowhere. And um, the only reason I knew what was happening because I was at their Jackbox stream the day before right. it dropped. Um I'm really interested that that feels exactly like the kind of thing I'm listening to right now where yeah. it's fun but it's also not like um here's what quarantine's doing to us like those kind right. of a lot of nonfiction shows I listen to have pivoted to that sawbones is like I get it like I understand that sawbones has always been very PSA forward they have always called out health things that are happening in the world at the time when it's important but uh there's uh, a comedic edge has been honed away from that show for the time being because mm -hmm. even when they take a break to do not covid stuff it's all through that lens <laughs> right right um you know it's funny i i have been avoiding any podcast that has anything to do with covid anything um both like i have been avoiding it in listening i've been if i see if i get an email um yeah. about like with a press release i just fucking delete that shit and i've been very vocal about that on twitter i still keep getting them nobody pays attention but oh yeah i got a couple this morning i haven't been as vocal <laughs> yeah. as you but i still get them they're yeah we're too tired stop sending us those um but also, I, don't, I don't think uh, telling me the experience of a prisoner of war as like a see they had to stay inside a lot too is really right. like comparable right yeah yeah it feels you know what it feels like almost exactly is uh after after the 2016 election <laughs> there was this there was this phase of like every big like news adjacent podcast and tons of like we tell stories from real people like all of those podcasts were like they all th did the same exact thing thinking that it was so novel and so groundbreaking and they were like we talk to a trump supporter a real uh. one and see and we get both opinions and where you know what are the what are the common grounds wow we really are just all people and it was like 
Hi, everybody. I'm an East Coast reporter who's been given a plane ticket to Alabama. I'm literally. Go- it I have was found. I have that. found a gay black Trump. Re- I have found a gay yes. black high schooler yes. who campaigned for Trump. Let oh me get him God. in a room and be like, "How does it feel now?" Right, and also like, "Hello, the youth. Um, yeah, you're black just... and gay. Don't you have trauma?" Dude. Aren't you traumatized? Why would you let your trauma let you do this? Like, oh, that is a teenage Wait, boy. Y'all that, calm down. I accidentally just a, a kind of sort of referenced a, a This American Life episode that actually happened. I am not meaning that. Sp- I was trying to be generic. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I am. Fuck that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I was making a goof and then realized I've heard that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or at least something adjacent to that. Uh, there is just a lot of um, New York-based journalists who like to treat the South as their free um, free story generator for slice-of-life crap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I will say, with all of that, Sawbones, which, like, I did not listen to a lot before yeah. this, has been the one place I go for any conversation on any of this she's so good at it she's so dr sydney mcelroy is brilliant she is so she's so knowledgeable not just about like actual medical phenomena and history and what have you but also she goes into real research about the history of activism about things like this and the history of you know, vaccines and why things have worked and why things haven't and why things are being passed and why they're not. Like, she, she's so genuinely informative. And what I, what I like most about it is that she is not a reporter. Yes. She is a human person who works in this field and she is passionate and she is personal. And she owns I, up to messing up. The last yes. one I tuned into where she was talking about the Sweden thing. Yes, yeah. Where she said the, the, there was like, um, it wasn't even like when I heard the, you did not have to apologize for that like the thing that she's apologizing for she could say was a misunderstanding but like she goes into detail about the difference between her claim that sweden is not sheltering not in place social distancing, right? not social distancing yeah. um the details of that one could say was just a misunderstanding but she goes into detail about here's what i said here's what's real we've been getting a lot of emails from sweden <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it is really well made. I wish I was in the headspace to listen to it. But whenever yeah. I start Sawbones, my brain just goes, there's a new Mabim Bam. And then, <laughs> or I'll just start listening to the same 15 songs in my fucking Spotify repeat playlist over and over again. Yeah. Like, I just keep going towards the popcorn. Not necessarily that those popcorn podcasts are bad. Like, it's not a right. judgment call. Right. But I want to be over there. I want to be in dicking around podcast territory mm-hmm. half the time it seems like i want to talk about why i think most of us have done this yeah because this is something that like i've been very familiar with and like i've been very familiar with at different points in my life but i don't know if everyone necessarily is um when so humans are like animal creatures right like we have things coded into our brains biologically and one of those things is that we love patterns 
patterns are predictable. They give us a sense of stability and a sense of comfort because we are not when there's a when there's a pattern that we can recognize and we can appreciate and we um can see is consistent mm-hmm. we aren't looking for threats we aren't looking for what will kill me right now because when you live in a an ongoing traumatized state that is what your body does it's what your brain does to your body you are constantly looking for changes and things that you need to be alert about so you will survive um our brains aren't good at not being animals we are we are in a constant state of you know thinking that if there is something wrong we could get eaten by something you know we could be injured by something uh so because of that because our brains are still like weird animals thinking that we live in you know wilderness with no resources etc etc uh it doesn't quite line up with things like i have trauma that there is a massive pandemic but i'm not actually like for most of us, if we're staying inside our homes, we're not going out, like, I am not in immediate danger. Mm-hmm. Our brain still thinks that we are. So what it does is it seeks out patterns because that is something that gives us a sense of stability and a sense of control. That is why we seek out things that we've already seen before. So if you find yourself, like, uh, the other night I couldn't sleep, I watched, like, all of season four of The Simpsons. Nice. Like... <laughs> uh because it's i've seen it all i have most of those jokes like ingrained in my head they're like memorized um and it felt great it was still funny and Ooh, this it is a was good season yeah it's a fucking good season my dude it's got the lemon tree it's yeah. got the first part of who shot mr burns it's got uh like mr plow yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's a fucking good season uh so i returned to that and it felt great and then i slept and it was wonderful um and similarly <laughs> That's why we return to things like chat casts and, you know, like um, like silly comedy podcasts, especially if they have a structure. We know what we're going to get. We know that we're not going to get anything that is further traumatizing. We might get a joke or two about the current situation, but it will be in context enough that we'll be comfortable with it. So if you have found yourself, like, regressing in your listening habits and listening to things that you that aren't new, that aren't really doing anything interesting or different, are just kind of chugging along, dude, that's normal. Like, that's good. That's your brain trying to take care of you Mm -hmm. because shit's not normal right now. And that's okay. That is okay. So I want to make sure that that is like, that everybody is aware of that because I think like, I'm I'm aware of that because I have PTSD, like, very literally. So I, I am able to recognize these things in myself. It's something that I have to deal with whether or not there's a pandemic. Yeah. Um, but I realize other people might not be so aware of that. Was that anything? That was a lot, <laughs> okay. actually. I think okay. that might be a good place to... That might be a good stopping off point, actually. Uh, Will? Yeah. I think this is the part where we recommend some stuff. Can we 
recommend some music as well because yes we can in fact i was going to propose since we're recording a few episodes in a row not to pull back the curtain <laughs> meow, meow, too meow, much meow. uh maybe we in future in the next episode or two we replace shining moments with uh other meteor rex maybe fuck yeah funsies. fuck um, yeah but in I this one that. yeah we can talk about some music i got i got some i'll pull up my spotify real quick while you go dope because i will say one thing that has made me appreciate podcasts more and i wrote about this in a podcast movement newsletter um is listening to music and remembering like how fucking dope audio is and i think that music is like a really quick efficient way to remind yourself like oh shit sounds is cool uh and you can just like kind of listen really closely and dig really deep so probably unsurprisingly if anyone has ever seen me met me heard me talk um, see me tweet, see me write. It's probably unsurprising that um, I love Fiona Apple. <laughs> I have loved Fiona Apple since I was very small. I have loved her since, like, Criminal came out, um, even though I was a bebe and should not have seen that very horny music video. Uh, but, like, we're a Fiona Apple family. Like, it's... Listen, we love her. Um, and I have followed her career pretty closely. Um fetch the bolt cutters has been talked about a lot but i don't care because we should still be talking about it more <laughs> this is an album that um fiona apple released uh after recording in her own home um because she could not get to the studio um a great deal of it was improvised there are moments where you can hear her dog's barking in the background there are moments that she makes fucking buck wild noises into the mic and it's a flawless record and i won't hear anything against it uh it i want i want to talk about um the titular track fetch the bolt cutters um because i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up the lyrics real quick We don't need no stinking typey foley here. Typey foley. Jesus fucking Christ, Gavin. Typing foley. <laughs> We've been hanging out a lot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we forgot to talk about Empty the Cues. <laughs> <laughs> we got a podcast to plug once we're done talking about Fiona Apple. Buckle up. Fuck yeah. Okay. Fetch the Bolt Cutters is about wanting to appease people and befriend people who are really unkind to you and don't care about you because you think that that is what you have to do in an industry um and let me tell you this one, this one hit pretty close to home <laughs> <laughs> this is something that i experience actually like pretty frequently so this is not i didn't relate to this because of one specific instance as as a critic in a small industry people absolutely will try to become your friend to get good press and to get free pr basically um it happens to me all the time and i hate it and uh when fiona apple sings these lyrics it just like goes directly through me uh there's a verse that goes i thought that being blacklisted would be grist for the mill until i realized i'm still here I grew up in the shoes they told me I could fill, shoes that were not made for running up that hill, and I need to run up that hill, I need to run up that hill, I will, I will, I will. Uh, that, like, 
furious desperation and insistence upon, like, like, climbing up a ladder in an industry by merit of force of will and being, like, honest to who you are and not trying to win people over and, you know, and to, to placate people with the sense of professionalism that is only actually like not standing up for yourself uh it hit really close to home and the song fucking rules all of the songs fucking rule it's a great album um it's called fetch the the bolt cutters it's by fiona apple and you should listen to it uh and if you're not into music that is super weird I don't care. You should listen to it. Maybe this will convert you because it's goddamn good. And then you can listen to weird shit and we can talk about it because I, I need more people to talk about the real weird shit with. Gavin, uh, tell me about music. <laughs> um, Let's see here. I'll just I'll talk about an album next time. Uh, Say so about Doja Cat is really good. God, I fucking love Doja Cat. It's a really good single. It, there's a reason it's TikTok famous. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. There's actually... um. So one of the things I've been listening to, I've been, so because I've been listening to more music, I've been listening to more podcasts about music, yeah. and I've been listening to a lot of Switched on Pop, which is fantastic. And they have an episode on Say So and why it is so huge and why it slaps so goddamn hard. Um, it's a great episode. Highly recommended. Uh, Switched on Pop, their episode on Say So by Doja Cat. Also, this is your reminder to do your rock and roll homework and go listen to Tutti Fruity by Little Richard, because... Fuck yeah! Come on. It, yeah. I mean, the quality of that recording alone is requires yes. you to listen to it at some point recently. I know Little Richard just died, so we're like, Little Richard's amazing, but like, it is... He's always... It, but yeah. It cannot <laughs> be understated. Yeah. Little Richard's effect on music. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Podcast recommendations? Yes. Okay. Oh, what? Fuck. Uh, hmm? Can I just uh, switch on pop? Is my first one. <laughs> there you go. Switch on pop is great. Um, they go in depth about like specific artists, specific songs, why they're successful, why they get stuck in our head. They had a really great one about um, um, Lil Nas X and uh, and you know, <sighs> you know, it's got a name. <laughs> Hold on. You know, yee juice. Uh, <laughs> did you not experience the yee juice? No. Uh, on TikTok? Oh. Uh, you got I hang out on a very weird part of TikTok that's like a blend of somewhat standard comedy and the gay part of TikTok, a.k.a. the good part of TikTok. So true. Old Town Road is the song. There you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I couldn't tell uh, if you're trying to think of another artist or the song, which is why I was not saying Old Town Road. Yeah, because I didn't say real words there. <laughs> no, you didn't. But also, that's part of knowing you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's just really great. Like, um, as with all of these, like, single topic podcasts about, like, they do a different topic each mm -hmm. episode, I would always recommend starting with a song that you know um, yeah. And I am betting that you know Old Town Road or and or say so. Listen to one of those; they're great episodes. Um, it's it's a really great look into not just 
the song itself, but usually music history and how we got here and the little things in production that you might miss. Um, it's a great mix of music theory and just like music consumerism, which I think is uh, really nice. As somebody who is uh, shockingly studied in music theory, I don't often get things that like aren't that don't feel like really 101. Um, it goes into depth really, really nicely, but still feels super accessible, even if you don't know music theory. So that is Switched on Pop. Gavin, what's your first recommendation? My first recommendation uh, is the show I talked about a teeny, teeny bit earlier on the episode. Mm -hmm. It is a Irish sci-fi comedy called The Green Horizon. And if the idea of Irish sci-fi comedy does not sell you i can't sell you on this podcast uh <laughs> there is a distinctly irish sense of humor that i have a hard time def I, like i can point at a thing and go that but it's hard to describe besides saying there is a certain level of sardonic wit and snarkiness to it uh the Green Horizon could most easily, like, if I want to sell this to you using existing properties, it is Firefly by way of a sitcom, almost. Uh, it is about a predominantly Irish crew of a piece of shit spaceship <laughs> called the Green Horizon. Um, they And it has all the, the sort of tropes of, this is a, you know, there's a, there's a evil government. <laughs> there's an overarching government that it's a huge bureaucracy that oversees all these things in the galaxy. And, eh, like, it doesn't do a good job at it. And there's all these, there's terrorist factions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so you have these sort of, like, ragtag crew of losers who have a ship that sucks. And they're barely making ends meet with the money they make. There are a couple things in the show. Uh, I talked about it at length in uh, the episode of stuff I've listened to. And I'm not going to spend 20 minutes on here. But uh, there's a character who is sort of the river, if you watch Firefly, mm -hmm. of the crew. Mm -hmm. She's uh, she's picked up from a pub in the first episode. And her backstory is she was trafficked to that pub and there's lots of jokes about the fact she was a, and they use the term, underage prostitute. Uh, like, it, it, it feels edgy for edginess's sake. It is not the driving force of that character. She is, like, the teen who's cooler than them and does not put up with their shit. It's just there, and it feels weird. But that's my, that's the caveat to the Green Horizon. But mm -hmm. the humor lands so consistently. I listen to this thing. I think it's like six episodes. I listen to every damn one of them in a row without stopping. It gets dark at times. It gets really funny at times. I have seen indications that season two is happening. And it is also entirely recorded in this one town in Ireland. Like everyone's from, it, it is a oh, local nice. production situation. I oh, love that. I think multiple people in the cast are related. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's got strong like Mars fall energy in that you can kind of tell like this was made in an air like right right like not that remotely made stuff is bad i make remote stuff obvs same. but yeah there's like a vibe to it mm -hmm. same with a uh, windfall yes it's just really yeah. good so the oh, green and horizon Coats, obviously yeah i feel like the uk has like much more a tradition yeah of yeah nice. well they also have an island <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, you know, that's true. (laughs) They have public transportation and Uh, people where we have cornfields and Mm -hmm. highways with potholes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Bezos. Great. I don't know about you, Gavin, but when whenever like drama happens on Twitter, I have like a really hard time following like what is even happening. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen like you've seen these like YouTube commentary people, right? Where they yes, like... I have. Will okay, so someone made a fiction podcast, and it is a dramatized version of. Basically, one of those like YouTube commentary people, but it's about Twitter, um, and it slowly turns into a really captivating love story. Um, it's also a full musical, and it's called Thirty Six Mentions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thought you were going fan wars with it, and then you turned it right around at the end. I uh-huh. like that. Zag on him. Uh, that comes from Katie Yeomans, who hey, Katie. is my cover writer on Valence. Uh, yeah, uh, that one. That one had me. It was pretty, pretty, pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. <laughs> uh, my second actual recommendation is another music podcast I've been turning to a lot, and this is one where if you've listened to any of the McElroy or other Max Fun um, podcasts, you've probably heard an ad for it. Um, the reason I started listening to it is because it's the one Max Fun ad that doesn't fucking blow. Um, it's Heat Rocks. Heat Rocks is so good. Heat Rocks is a podcast in which they take an album and talk about what makes that album so amazing and so iconic. Um, I got into Heat Rocks because... <laughs> well, because I kept hearing ads, but also... Before Fetch the Bolt Cutters came out, I had gotten into, like, a real big Bjork kick. Uh, mm-hmm. I also grew up with Bjork a lot. Uh, I love her. She is one of my favorite musicians. She is so underrated. The fact that she's considered kind of, like, jokey to a lot of people is horseshit. Uh, she is a phenomenal musician. Um, I, I started listening to Post a lot, which is, like, usually seen as her second best album but for me was always like hands down my favorite and i was looking around and i saw that heat rocks did a fucking episode on post and i was like hell yeah so i listened and it was so good and they talked about again like it's not just you know why these songs are good it goes into music history it goes into uh kind of like the the cultural climate of when it came out it goes into all of the inspirations uh in the album it talks about you know, the vibe of the album, but then the vibe of each song talks about how those songs were produced. It goes in, like, kind of like Song Exploder, it goes really in-depth. Um, again, like Switched on Pop, go for an album that you recognize. Listen to that episode first, and then start listening to others. Um, it's fantastic. It is, I think, one of the best-made Max Fun shows I've ever heard. It is produced really well. The interviews are solid. It has this, like, really, really great tone that is conversational, but so chill and so relaxing, but really passionate. Like, you can tell the people talking about these songs, like, just love them. And not, 
there's a specific kind of love the guests have because there's a different guest for each album. They're here to talk about like their favorite album, basically. There is a specific kind of love I have found people have for their very favorite album that is unlike a love of their favorite movie. It is so like pain like painfully deep. Yeah. You know, like talking about it makes your heart literally ache. It is a very like quiet and calm love that is so intense still. That is exactly what you get from listening to this podcast, even if you're not as connected to those albums as those people are. It feels really good. It makes my heart feel good. It's nice and calm. Music is great. They talk about cool things. Heat rocks. Gavin, what's your second? As we all know, a certain famous podcaster uh, reneged on their contract with Luminary and went over to Stitcher, uh, which has caused quite the rumbles in the podcasting community. There's already a nonfiction series giving the tell-all behind-the-scenes tales about this person who went against one of the biggest people in the industry to make more money. It's called Cross Stitch. (laughs) (laughs) That one's brought to you by the fact there's a fucking cross stitch pattern next to me I didn't prepare upon. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) It worked. I'll take it. I'll take it. This one I'm going to recommend. It comes with some caveats, but I think the caveats are important so that you don't bounce off the things i bounced off of there is a new four episode podcast that has it like um you're already probably thinking my favorite like my year in mensa um mm-hmm. it's called one way to make an emoji parentheses the bison emoji podcast <laughs> that's not actually in the podcast title but it's on the website one way to make an emoji number one it is numeral one not word one um is a, is by Alex Schmidt, who's a comedy writer, one of the hosts of the Cracked podcast, and he works on a couple other shows. This is his first, like, self-made show, as far as I can tell. He created the bison emoji that will be added to every phone, because it was approved by the Unico Consortium in October-ish of this year. Uh, It is about him submitting the bison emoji, and if you don't know anything about the history of emoji, this epi- th- this episode, this podcast goes over like history of emoji, the process by which something becomes an emoji, how he commissioned somebody to do it, who he did it with, why he chose a bison, etc., etc. The problem is there's a very personal reason as to why he did a bison, and he teases that there's a personal reason in the first episode. And then in the last nine minutes of the final episode is when we get to the emotional heart of why he did it. Everything before that is just sort of a really padded out 99% invisible situation. In fact, Mm. he specifically calls Mm -hmm. out the 99% invisible episode where they hosted another podcast talking about the history of the emoji, which then leads into Schmidt interviewing the person from that episode about the history of emoji. And this is where I really came up with a big issue with the show in that the history of emoji and the fact that the Unicode consortium controls what becomes an emoji is extremely well-tread ground. If you listen to nonfiction podcasts or watch nonfiction YouTubers like Tom Scott, uh, even the episode of decoder ring about 
how there's so many poop-themed toys these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. What an episode. That was what an episode, but it has a yeah. nice tight five about what is an emoji, how do we get it. Yep, um, yep. Everyone has that, you know, like, even if you haven't listened to the 99% Divisible episode, you probably bounced into this. And Schmidt has effectively three-ish hours over four episodes. And he dedicates, like, basically two episodes to that just to emoji and like, well, people use the emoji different than we thought they would. Like, sort of pop psychology stuff. And then the third episode's about bison, just bison. And then the fourth episode's about, like, people's connection to bison and buffalo as an extension because they look similar. Um, they're at the very end of the last episode. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not going to, but I'm just saying there is an emotional core to the show that could have been the framework for the whole damn thing. But it's just sort of sectioned off at the very end of the very last episode. If you have not listened to this sort of content a lot, it is a fun listen. Mm -hmm. If you have, it's like eating saltines Mm -hmm. with nothing Mm -hmm. else because you're just hearing information you've heard over and over again. And Schmidt also uses soundboard style sound effects in a not ironic way that like in the way that me goofing up doing like (laughs) is still fucking funny (laughs) i haven't used it i've only used it three times in this recording though right right he uses sound effects with no like editing or uh pacing that plays with the comedy of using sound effects in the same way that like my my year and mensa does he uses the wilhelm scream as a comedy scream and the whole point of the wilhelm is you use it once the -hmm. whole history of the wilhelm is that it's a it's an easter egg you hide it it's a joke Mm -hmm. he just uses it as the comedy scream reaction when there's thousands of other screams you could use but Mm -hmm. the fact that he used the wilhelm and he doesn't make a bit out of him using the wilhelm kind of shows like what what you're in for with one way to make an emoji it's good it's polished it's not that tight the interviews have a lot of fluff that could have been edited out but but i mean like if you're if you're into like if that concept sounds interesting to you you will enjoy it exactly but as somebody who has listened to a lot of podcasts about nonfiction stuff like this yeah i was primed for a passion project and this does sound like Something that did have some passion put into it. He's a four times Jeopardy champion and a comedy writer. Like, there's a lot of work with Alex Schmidt. His website for this podcast is, and I say this without any any sort of sarcasm, this bisonemojipodcast.com is the high watermark for what your podcast website needs to have. It has home, Mm -hmm. episodes, show notes, about. Those are the four tabs. The first page, I can click on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, You scroll down. There's a small description of the show, the thumbnail for it, a funny GIF, a link to the show notes. The show notes are all hyperlinks to the articles that he's sourcing. Um, He even sources what music he's using by song, where it's from. It's all sourced properly. He sources his sound effects. Nice. Everything is done right on this website. There is effort put into this thing. It's just, it falls apart where the rubber meets the road on like Mm. boiling down things. And there's not that much 
comedy in it, which when you spotlight the fact you're a comedy writer a couple times, it feels like, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it, it is his, it seems to be his first production credit that he did all this himself. It is like my year in Mensa. It's somebody who has an existing following sort of just making a show for themselves and throwing it out and see what happens. I think I was just sort of ruined by my year in Mensa in that I was expecting right. something that might play with format a bit more. I think one way to make an emoji is a solid C out of like a C plus podcast uh, that could have been an A. <laughs> but if that sounds at all interesting to you, try it out just know that those are the things i sort of frictioned up against when i was going through it and this mm -hmm. is at the end of the day a recommendation it's just not me just screaming hit the bricks is great uh <laughs> <laughs> also there's wonderful photos of bison on the website and a gif of one running so good i love bison bison are great they're great they're so big they're fluffy <laughs> they are very fluffy. big and I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, Will, yeah. where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on Twitter at, at @willwrites. Um, you can find me um, doing a whole bunch of stuff for Hug House Productions, which you can find on Twitter at, at Hug House Pods. And everyone can find both you and I, Gavin, on a new podcast. Woo! Woo! Uh, Gavin and I, as well as a bunch of other podcaster friends, are doing a very goofy very silly, uh, very low effort uh, re-watch slash watch for the first time series. Basically what happened is I really wanted to make um, like a good place re-watch series, but I wanted to show it to somebody who had never, ever, ever seen The Good Place. And Gavin and friend of the pod, Ellie, uh, had never seen The Good Place. And I was like, let's get on this. But then I was also like, I would love to do this with Community and Avatar The Last Airbender and also Beastars. Uh, and then people were like, I haven't seen those. And I was like, let's do this. <laughs> so <laughs> we are watching uh, The Good Place, Community, Avatar The Last Airbender, and Beastars. I am doing this with several different people. Uh, you will understand it feels from the podcast. The podcast is called Empty the Cues, and we have four episodes out as of recording this. Uh, we release weekly it's very fun we talk about things gavin where can people find you and the podcast uh by the way will lied when will said it's low effort uh it is it is not the most intensely sound design thing in the world but will is busting <laughs> out sound effects and i do will, i can't help it <laughs> will is bringing to the table a secret sauce that they haven't really talked about which is they have seen the show and oh, are yes. and are playing as a sort of dungeon master to us watching the show <laughs> in that Will is bringing questions that they good goddamn well know will get us to say things that will uh, have a different context in yeah. a few episodes when we've seen other stuff. So there is a sort of like Mr. Burns finger tapping going on behind. 100%. Yeah. So yeah. like. And I also, I play sound effects for when they get things right or, and wrong. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so like and we can't even listen, listen to, to our own damn show. <laughs> and quite frankly, yeah. it, it's fun to me the fact that you've made it for because so, like it is a weekly podcast that is mm -hmm. monthly if you only care about one of the shows, bi monthly uh -huh. if you care about two of the shows. Like it's yeah, it's fun. It's a choose your own adventure uh, podcast. It's a uh, 
It's whatever you want it to be. I am very much excited to be a part of it, and I'm glad that I can at least enjoy three-fourths of it. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I haven't seen any of the shows, so I have to sort of watch them before. (laughs) Good. Wow. It's almost like this was intentional to get people to watch these shows I love. Wow. Gavin, watch Schitt's Creek. Yeah, I will. Okay. Okay, so... uh, People can find me online at The Pod Report, both my website, thepodreport.com, and at The Pod Report on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. You don't need to follow me there because I don't make anything. Just know I'm watching lots of things on TikTok lately. <laughs> you can find this show online at dialeduppodcast.wordpress.com and on your favorite podcast catchers tuned in yeah. up which are already listening so you probably know especially since our numbers do not fluctuate at all uh, nope. <laughs> you are in a uh you're in an exclusive club here at <laughs> up, and we love you dearly uh honestly thank god because we talk shit all the time <laughs> <laughs> and i think that'll do it will thank you so much for joining me thank you this Gavin. is the part where we pretend we're hanging up the call mm-hmm. bye so we everybody. should actually hang up well we yeah. will oh, yeah. that's how tricast works <laughs> yeah. yes Bye.